Listen, everybody needs a fairy godmother, you know, someone to look out for them. Some people call me their internet big sister, others their fairy smoke mother. You can call me Hannah, the new host of Smoke Sash. So come hang out, let's light up and talk everything there is to life. Some good, the bad, the ugly, the embarrassing. I've got a story for it all. Welcome to Smoke Sesh, everybody. My name's Hannah. If you don't already know, welcome. It's wonderful to have you. If you do already know and you're one of our 8,000 reoccurring listeners every fucking week, welcome back. It is wonderful to have you. Um, it is currently 9 a.m. on a Tuesday. I was really planning on fucking sleeping in today but I don't think that was really gonna work out so here I am I'm trying to get this out of my way so I can go do some Christmas shopping and do some other little things for myself do some tidying up today's technically my Monday um I worked all weekend so I'm just gonna spend I love spending like Sundays Mondays I know today is not Monday but theoretically in my mind it is (laughs) time isn't real listen um I like spending those days to like recharge relax kind of rebalance myself if like my room is a fucking mess and I have like no clothes to wear because they're all dirty I will like spend I'll get here's what I do I get belligerently high okay and people always are like Hannah how do I be productive after I smoke put your phone away put it away put that shit away because the thing is the only way you're getting distracted after you smoke is if you get distracted by your phone. Because that's the only thing I get distracted by. If I'm getting distracted by something else, it's me smoking and putting down my phone and realizing I need to clean for an hour because I'm so high and I just am not going to think about it and I'm just going to get it done. Does that make sense? Anyways. Our phones are literally made and created to be distractions, Okay. Like, they hand-make all of these fucking apps. Like, like TikTok, like Instagram, like all these, you know, big apps. So that they're addicting. So that you cannot leave them. And I, I feel like, especially when you smoke, it's really easy to, like, sit down on your phone and then realize, holy shit, three hours gone by. Because they do it so well. They make these apps really easy to just get lost in so you really do have to like put your phone down like put it the fuck away put it away put it so you won't touch it um I'll even go as far as like I'm not playing music on my off my phone I'm not playing my podcast off my phone I'll like stream it to I have like a Roku TV so I'll stream it to my TV so then if I want to change the music if I want to I don't know do anything like that I won't even have to touch my phone I simply will just only interact with the tv because i know if i go over and touch my phone and i see like a little notification and then i'll check it out and then i'll oh well what's this and it's just a rabbit hole you know what i mean so if you're gonna smoke and you want to stay productive doing whatever it is that you are being productive put your phone away now smoking with academics i could never really be that productive with but smoking and like bettering myself oh 10 out of 10 so easy i love just getting belligerently high and like cleaning like deep cleaning it's like it's like my favorite thing to do it's like so fulfilling to my soul i don't know why but that and like journaling and just doing little things to better myself i think that's what i'm gonna spend my day doing 
I have been wanting to go on a trip for like forever or I've been just wanting to do something and I live in Kansas City, Missouri so there's not a whole lot to do so I was like I need like I just need to do something and I didn't know if I was like going to travel somewhere or if I needed to throw a party or like if I needed to get out I was like I need to do something though and I was talking to my coworker, and I was like oh New Year's Eve is coming up. She was like, yeah, oh my god, New Year's is coming up. What are you doing? Last New Year's Eve, I threw, like, a little house party. It was fun. Um, But this year, I was like, I need to get to a club. I need to get to a club. I haven't been to a club in forever. Like, since the pandemic started, I have not been to a club. And I miss it. I miss dancing. I miss the fucking strobe lights. I miss the drinks. So, I was like, perf. I'm just gonna get a table at my favorite club and we're gonna buy bottles all night and have a fucking blast and I'm gonna invite all my friends out so I'm trying to see if I can work with the club to do some promotional work for them so maybe I'll be able to tell you guys where I'm going and you guys can come hang but I'm so excited I need to find a dress also I'm very stressed about that like me who I am I love expressing myself through fashion and like my clothes so like a New Year's Eve dress is quite literally, like, on the same level as, like, a red carpet dress. Like, I need something incredible, something fantastic, something brilliant, something great. And I don't know what that's going to be because the table minimum is, like, $500. So, I'm like, girl, you got a ball and a budget for a dress. You cannot spend any more. But I also probably will because why, why do I have a job if I'm not going to spend money? You know what I mean? But people are asking me if I'm excited for the holidays. Uh, not really. Christmas is fun, but only for the gift giving because I love giving gifts. I'm more excited for New Year's Eve because I love getting fucked up. <laughs> Alright, <clears throat> we're gonna jump into this bitch. Um, I, I got a long question, so I'm gonna read it to you right now. And then I need to take a hit because we're, we're about to get into it. Um, but... Um, my question when it, oh, uh, how do you handle seeing someone you love and have feelings for in a relationship? In my situation, we were really close and had a bit of a thing before he got a girlfriend. Fast forward, they're still together, but super toxic and on and off, and we are still quote unquote friends and are in contact, but the connection and chemistry is so intense and still there. At one point, we've told each other how we felt about each other, but he was still with his girlfriend and have yet to act on anything or change. Bitches, I read this and I was like, this is a whole mess. No offense. No offense. But. I I don't know where to start. Okay, I'm gonna start with you. Because, um, love you. I'm sure you have the best intentions well maybe not you don't want to be that girl okay i don't care what kind of grasp this man has on you i don't care how hot he is i don't care what he's done for you i don't care how much money he has you do not want to be the girl texting a man who is in a relationship okay like you said there were quote quotations around the friends So I have a feeling you don't want to be friends, quite obviously saying you have both expressed to each other that you like each other. You don't want to be the girl texting another guy while they're in a relationship because as much as he is going to convince you that, 
oh, you're different. Oh, he doesn't love the girl he's currently with. Oh, I can't wait to get out of this relationship and be with you. He's going to treat you the exact same. He is treating the girl that he is currently with. Okay. Okay. Let's get that straight. I don't understand. Like, has he cheated physically? No. But mentally, he's pretty much cheating. Um, he just said he doesn't want to be in a relationship with this girl. What makes you think he's not going to do this again to you? It's the same thing when people, when girls will be like, oh, he cheated on her with me and now we're together. What makes you think he's not going to cheat on you? What makes you think you're going to change him? What makes you think he's going to be a better person? Nothing. You have to take the signs and the signals face value as they are. And it sounds like he is not a good fucking person considering he is in a full-ass relationship, no matter how toxic it is, he's the toxic one for not leaving, straight up. She can be as bitchy or whatever as he can think about her, or she can be as toxic as she can possibly be. But if he's not leaving that relationship, and he is texting other girls on the side saying that he loves them and not the girl he is currently with, there's a lot of immaturity there. There is a lot of just overall, I'm not ready to be in a relationship. I can't emotionally handle it. And I think you need to let this man go. I also think you need to focus on yourself. Okay? You don't need to chase this man. The thrill of the chase will wear off once you get him and you'll realize probably how awful he is. Okay? Ugh, don't be the girl texting other other people's men. Don't be that girl. I'm begging you. You guys, there's so many men out there. There's so many men out there. So many. You have no idea how many men there are. Like, an absurd amount. You don't need to go for one that's in a relationship, okay? I love you. You deserve someone who's gonna pick you that first time, okay? When you were talking, before the girlfriend, you deserve the person who's gonna pick you and not them, okay anyways yeah i just i'm very against the whole thing like if you have ulterior motives for a man do not be his friend that's just weird and snaky okay i've been in a relationship before where um the man has tried to play it off oh we're friends oh we're friends and it's like okay cool I know you're not friends and I'm very uncomfortable with her presence in your life because she has these ulterior motives the same way you do. And it's very uncomfortable for the girlfriend. So quite honestly, if I were you, well, you don't need to start drama, but like tell this fucking bitch to leave this man and you need to give up that man as well. Okay. There's no reason we need to be fighting with other girls about men. Literally ever. That is ne- You don't need to be fighting about a man ever, quite honestly. They're not ever going to be worth that, all right? But you don't need to be the other bitch because you deserve more. Do you hear what I'm saying? I'm hoping this all makes sense. But... <laughs> so, someone asked me how to make weed brownies um so let me tell you um i have had a lot a lot a lot a lot of experience um 
making brownies, making, making my fun little edible brownies. I used to, used to, keyword, used to, I don't recommend this. Also, I'm cooking right now. I need something to eat or else I'm going to die. Um, so ignore if there's any like random sounds in the background. But <clears throat> I used to make and sell brownies in college to um, afford college as one of my many um, different things that I did to make a little bit of money on the side. Um, that happened to be one of them for about a year and a half. Um, <laughs> so I spent a lot of nights making brownies. Now, here's the thing. It can be very, very simple or it can be really, really hard because the whole like brownie process, like making the brownies is not the hard part. Anybody can just make brownies and have them taste good. You know what I mean? Um, you really just follow whatever your favorite box recipe is or whatever your favorite um, like homemade brownie recipe is, but that's a little bit too intense straight up. I'll just buy a box of the Ghirardelli um, brownies the hard part about making brownies is the butter, okay? That's, like, the only hard part. Once you make the butter, you can quite honestly make anything you've ever wanted. It could be brownies. It could be uh, pasta. It could be any sort of baked goods. You could take a little teaspoon and stir it in your coffee in the morning. Like, there are so many options. Um, but... Personally, for me right now, my favorite thing is the Levo oil machine. Um, I did a partnership with them a while back on TikTok. And they sent me a Levo oil, L-E-V-O. And essentially what you do is you take your bud or you can do... I've done Reclaim before. um, And it, it all the timing and the sensors and all that shit is already pre-figured out for you all you have to do is put your shit in there with whatever type of oil you want to infuse it with and then um you press start and like three hours later you have oil it's kind of insane now i really recommend like a real butter because the terpenes and Um, All that good cannabinoids are going to bind really well to real butter. Like, the fattier, the better. Um, Also, the brownies. Like, come on. You can make, like, unhealthy brownies. Like, you can treat yourself. Um, But, yeah, I love the Leva oil. Now, if you don't have a Leva oil machine, all you have to do is decarb your weed. And then throw your weed in, like, a um, crock pot with some butter. You put it through a cheesecloth, strain out the weed, and boom, you got butter. Now, that's a little bit harder because you have to stir it, like, every 20 minutes so it doesn't burn. And you have to, like, constantly have your eye on it. And that's just, like, a lot of work that I personally don't have time to put into edibles. Um, You could probably find a Reddit thread with all the correct measurements and shit if you really want to do it that way. But quite honestly, you can get, like, an oil machine for so cheap and just make it that way, and then you constantly will have some on hand, but I love edibles, edibles is like my favorite way to kind of uh, consume weed, especially in high school and college, because I couldn't smoke like in my house or in my dorm, I couldn't outwardly smoke weed, because someone would come 
with a badge and arrest me. Um, so I would eat a lot of edibles because, you know, smell proof. You just sit down, whatever. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. The issue is it's really hard to dose edibles correctly. So there are many times where I'm like, I'll eat half a brownie and it won't be enough. And there's many times where I'll be like, I'll eat half a brownie. And then it's like too much, like craziness, like I need to lay down and go to bed kind of situation. You know what I mean? So just be careful. But also it's a fun little gamble, I guess. (laughs) Spice up your Saturday night. Be like, well, I hope it goes well. (laughs) Actually, really funny story. So last time I made edibles, I made a cake and I made a smoke sash cake because I think it hit like 300K on TikTok. And I was like, I want to make a cake. This will be fun. If you scroll back on my Instagram, you can see the uh, pictures. It's like a hot mess cake. I love it. Um, But I made it edible like an edible cake um and it was so cute I had a little slice you know I was feeling great I put the whole cake back in well I made it at my boyfriend's house so I put it back in his fridge and his roommate loves chocolate loves chocolate like a fiend if there's chocolate in the house he will eat it it doesn't matter if it's yours or anybody it's like gonna get eaten He went in there, like, late at night, apparently, and saw the uh, chocolate cake, you know, didn't know it wasn't edible, and he cut himself a giant-ass slice of this chocolate cake, ate it, he said he was going fucking through it, he was like, bitch, you need to label these next time, like, oh my god, I was like, that's what you get for eating other people's food, also, you just got free weed, so you should be thanking me, but you know how edibles, like, edible trips can go real bad real quick, I think it was going bad for him, (laughs) but goddamn, so funny, I haven't made edible sense, really, I probably should get back into it, it's fun to bake, I love baking, like, baking is so cathartic, um, it, like, especially like cooking and baking I will sit down for two hours to like make cupcakes a a cake brownies whatever and I will not have one single thought the entire time like it's incredible I can just sit down and not think and bake and then at the end I have something sweet and delicious to eat um I love cooking it is such a great like stress reliever or if you need something to kind of for you need to forget about the world for a little bit and you probably shouldn't do drugs to forget about the world go bake yourself something, okay? Go bake yourself something. And then you can share it with your roommates or your friends or your family. Like, it's a win-win situation, quite honestly. Speaking of edibles, someone asked me ways to go make quick money. No, I am not suggesting selling edibles. I don't want to go to jail. But I am also the queen of making cash very fast um, when I'm in a little bit of a bind. So here's some things that I have done to make money really quickly. Um, buying and selling vintage clothes. If you have, like, a closet that's overflowing, sell half of it. You don't need most of it, quite honestly. Just sell it. Get it out of your room. Poshmark, Depop, do an Instagram, um, story share or, like, story sale. You'll make at least $100 in a day. Next, if you're in college, um, I used to write people's essays for them. I literally would charge like $200 an essay and I would not even proofread them. I would just write the fucking essay and I knew they would probably get a B and I was solid. Um, offer to write people's essays, offer to do their work, offer to do any of that sort of thing. If anybody's like, I don't want to do this, be like, I'll do it. Um, here's my Venmo. 
literally that easy if you have any sort of like small skill now i don't think you should capitalize off of your hobbies and your small skills but it's easy to if you're in a bind so if you're good at nails do people's nails quick money if you're good at makeup uh have a few people book makeup appointments for you it's uh christmas new year's eve coming up soon you can have them do it then um buying i buy and sell a lot of random things though especially from the thrift store uh because i have a hoarding issue and um i will just go buy everything that i enjoy and then i will realize that i don't actually need half of it um art if you make art buy and sell art anything like that you can get creative with it you can make little clay cups you can do actual paintings you could do commission work i do a lot of commission work for art tattoo um tattoo commissions i do a lot of those like drawings on the actual tattooing i can't do that um anything like that it it's really easy to make money once you realize there's a lot of things around you you a don't need and you also realize that maybe there are certain skills that you can provide for people um also it's a holiday season and a lot of people are quitting their jobs so maybe pick up a little part-time job a part-time serving gig literally if you work maybe one friday night one saturday night a week if you really can't pick up too many shifts but you can work at least one night if you're a server that guarantees you at least one to three hundred to four hundred dollars you know what i mean like it's a lot of money even though it's one shift a bottle girl position apply for one of those those bitches make so much fucking money and you know how i know they make so much money because my table for new year's eve is literally five hundred dollars minimum minimum i'm definitely going to spend more than that and then you have to pay 18 percent gratuity even though i'm obviously going to tip 20 um 18 percent gratuity is charged to the table so if i'm spending like 60 or 600 dollars 700 dollars those bitches are making 18 percent. well 20 percent for me because i'm obviously going to tip well but like that is yeah easy so much money so quickly you know what the craziest fucking thing is okay do not ever let somebody's follower count influence how you feel about them okay and don't let other people influence you based on their follower account because yesterday so i'm a server right yesterday going to work whatever i'm opening the restaurant setting up my uh manager comes in and is like oh my god apparently everybody's freaking out but there's some influencers who are supposed to be coming in and eating like our our restaurant hired them or gave them a credit to come in and eat and try our food and promote us so we got to make sure we have like the best person like for serving them you know whatever they're like hannah can you serve them i was like yeah (laughs) like why why are we freaking out what's going on who are these people is this charlie d'amelio she coming in is like someone big coming in like what's happening and um you know going through my shift the two ladies pull up the two influencers (laughs) they're just like white suburban moms with a mom blog i think and they sit down and my general manager comes in and she's like eating their ass essentially like don't 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 it 
Follower count literally means nothing. It means nothing. I do not want anybody to ever treat me the way that these people were treating these these influencers came in to eat at my restaurant, okay? Because they were just normal-ass human beings. They were just normal-ass, like, moms with a, with a blog. <laughs> like, come on. Why are you guys freaking out, okay? And then I was like, maybe they have, like, hella followers. Like, maybe they're going to really, really openly, like, super promote this stuff. And so... I do some deep diving, some research. I spot her name on the back of her phone case. I get on Instagram. I look it up. Like 4,000 followers. And they just got a free meal. And my general manager stopped by the restaurant to talk to them for like a long time and like sell them on our food. Girl, if you don't go back home, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? You are rolling out the red carpet for somebody who has 4,000 followers. That's psychotic to me. You shouldn't be rolling out the carpet, red carpet, for anybody based on follower count, okay? I literally told my general manager, I was like, girl, if you need people to promote this place who are, like, actually going to bring in people who might actually eat here, like, let me know. Because these mommy bloggers, these white suburban mommy bloggers, I work at, like, a asian fusion restaurant they're not gonna like this place no offense all the people who work here have gauges and tattoos and dyed hair and it's obviously not their vibe it's fine we play music with cuss words in it it's fine that's okay but like you can cater to other people perhaps that aren't white and blonde and suburban very simple but it was literally mind-blowing to me i was like y'all are going to the ends of the fucking earth for this person because they're quote-unquote an influencer like y'all need to chill 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 on the follower account freaking out also i've had people ask me if i've experienced different treatment because of like social media and i have and it's very weird it's because me as a person I see myself the same, well, I just see myself as Hannah. You know what I mean? Like, I am always being myself. I'm always trying to show up authentically. I am still very much the same person I am now as I was with, like, what, 800 followers on Instagram? Like, nothing. Like, I was just hanging. I was just my close friends. You know what I mean? And I was perfectly content with that. There was nothing wrong with that. I'm still very much the same person as I was back then. And the fact that people now treat me differently especially people I used to go to school with um like I would follow people that I went to school with and they simply would not follow me back because I I didn't have the right aesthetic I didn't have the right amount of followers like I don't know what I was quote-unquote doing wrong I really wasn't doing anything wrong I was just being myself but I wasn't at their status quote-unquote uh yeah so they like would not follow me back they would not interact with me but now that i have apparently a lot of followers oh yeah follow me back right away immediately like it's crazy you should never treat anybody differently based on their follower account okay that is so surface level that literally has no influence on what kind of person that is at all okay stop letting these influencers get to your head i'm literally a human being like people would consider me an influencer i guess i would consider me sorry the hiccups an influencer but like 
they're just straight up human beings and you have to treat them that way because it's weird if you don't like they are not celebrities they are not i am not a celebrity i am so far from a celebrity like the influencer culture needs to die quite honestly it's it's mind-blowing anyways yeah that happened at work yesterday and i was like what are we doing what are we doing with with our time and they tip me well so like shout out love them i hope they promoted our restaurant well i love that um i don't really give a fuck who eats from my restaurant as long as they tip me um well and she did so thank you but previously apparently our restaurant has worked with um influencers before but i have waited on a table and she was talking to me and she's like yeah i'm an influencer and they gave us this gift card to try out their restaurant so i wanted to come here and use our use our gift card um so we could promote it because essentially what the restaurant's doing is giving out free money so you can come and promote um and now the gift card you know covers about a hundred dollars worth of the meal but at the end of the meal they usually spend over so there's like a ten dollar credit card charge you're supposed to tip on that full bill right no matter if you use a credit card or if you use a uh, um, a gift card you're supposed to tip on the full price of the meal right this bitch tipped me like three dollars and left she tipped on her credit card charge after I just served them for two hours and their child. Like, that doesn't look good on you. I don't care how high and mighty you think you are. You simply have to tip people. Like, I don't give a fuck if you're an influencer. And to be fair, I thought these other influencers were going to come in and not tip me well, but I don't give a fuck because they tip me well. So, period. Anyways. Okay, interesting question. But someone asked me about birth control. Have I ever been on it? What do I use? Like everything about that and we might do a deep dive real quick ladies because this is a very important topic and not a lot of young women get the right birth control information first of all they don't even teach us any birth control in school if you're a man the only thing they're going to teach you is condoms if you're a woman the only thing they're going to teach you is don't have sex literally which is psychotic because that's simply not going to happen teenagers are little horny demons and like 20 year olds are little horny demons and they're gonna fuck okay i don't know who convinced this american education system that they're not gonna fuck but they're gonna fuck and if you don't teach them correctly they're gonna fucking get pregnant so let me teach you how to not get pregnant real quick you plan b should not be your form of birth control let me say that again plan b should be a last resort situation i understand it's easy i understand it's a quick fix but it fucks with your hormones and your reproductive system at a horrible horrible level it also fucks with your brain chemistry a little bit okay that's probably why you feel shitty after taking a plan b for a bit you feel gross you feel lethargic you uh feel like kind of those period pms symptoms um it's because your body's hormones are freaking out straight up you shouldn't plan b is great love it if it's a last resort situation i know there's bitches who are eating plan b every week that is going to fuck you up severely in the long run okay if you're not using a condom you need a backup form of birth control actually use a condom (laughs) but you should also have birth control on top of that i've been on the pill and iud 
I was on the pill in high school. Um, they prescribed me the pill for my acne, which was very odd. I think the pill gave me severe depression because with the pill, um, so essentially I'm not good at taking medication on a timely manner. If you are good at, you know, your alarm goes off at seven o'clock, you got to take your birth control. You immediately get up, you take it every single day. I think and you don't you don't skip those placebo pills then i think birth control pills are a great option for you great option i'm not that bitch i'm completely forgetful half the time i don't even remember i i also all didn't even set an alarm so my hormones were completely fucked the fuck up because I was just playing with them. I was just taking a pill whenever I fucking remembered, which is not at the same time. Because you cannot regulate your ho- your hormones physically the same way that your body can regulate hormones. And I think it made me super, super depressed because my hormones were all out of whack because I wasn't taking the pill correctly. Now, did it keep me from getting pregnant? Yes, it did. Or I'm infertile. Uh, we'll get into that. Now... Uh, I realized the pill was really, really fucking me up, like mentally, um, making me very suicidal, making me not happy, making me have just being a quite honestly a cunt to be around. If I can say that, frankly, I was a cunt. Um, so I got off of that for about a year, no birth control. Um, and then I moved on to the IUD. Now, there's many other different forms of birth control. I You need to look in to what is best for you and what is best for your hormones and what is best for your schedule and what is best for the type of sex you're having, okay? Everybody has different types of sex. Some people like to get come came on. Some people like to get come inside. Some people don't have sex a lot. Some people have a lot of sex. Whatever you're doing, make sure that your birth control is going to protect you in whatever situation you're getting yourself into. Um, For me personally, I need an IUD. Well, I thought the IUD was the best option for me. It's a low. I got the Skyla, which is um, smaller. It's very small. I looked into the copper IUD because it was 10 years of protection. Um, It's just very big compared to the Skyla, like in actual size. And I didn't know if it was going to fit well inside my uterus for some reason in my mind I was like I think I have a small uterus she could be a gaping giant uterus who knows but I was like the smaller is probably the better so I got the Skyla it protects me for three years okay and um I literally got it inside of me and I have not thought about it once well that's not true I occasionally freak myself out thinking I'm pregnant um but literally all you got to do is um stick your fingers inside you you feel around, you'll feel a little piece of like fishing wire that comes out of your cervix. As long as that fishing wire wire is still like sticking out of your cervix, then you know it's still like in place and still working. As long as you can feel that every once in a while, you're chilling. Now, here's the thing. Medical procedures for women, especially birth control, has not been well researched and women have not been well advocated for. And so there are very, very traumatic medical procedures in place for women at this time um now i know that in the medical community specifically women of color are completely um 
prop uh distreated by the medical community that is not fair at all um but with the iud what i have realized is that like all women are pretty much treated unfairly because men have um thought that the cervix there's no pain receptors in the cervix so i was forced to sit on a table for like 10 minutes while they stuck like metal rods through my cervix which is extremely extremely painful not to scare you from getting birth control because i want to be completely honest with you and the experiences that that i went through but it was very traumatic it was the worst pain i have ever fucking felt whenever i explained to my boyfriend how bad this pain was that i went through i explained to him it's like taking a pencil and shoving it down your pee hole like a man's dick it, that is exactly what it feels like. And they're expecting you to lay still and not cry and scream and pass out. I finished that procedure and the doctor looks at me and goes, wow, you did really good. Um, most people pass out. That should not be the response from a medical procedure, especially a medical procedure that they can quite honestly easily give you pain medication for or anesthesia for. Very simple. I have my qualms with IUDs. It was completely only mostly for the insertion process that was really painful. If I get another IUD, I believe I will probably go under anesthesia to get it this time. But other than that, I've loved it. I've loved it. Literally it, incredible. My my periods are very normal. They're like light. They're very average. I don't have crazy PMS symptoms. Um, and I haven't gotten pregnant, so I'm pretty fucking happy. You know what I mean? I have friends who have had the Nuva ring. I've had friends who have had the implant. Um, I feel like all birth control forms are very valid. You need to do the research that is best for you. And also, you do need to be on birth control, probably, if you're fucking. Also, here's the thing. I do say you need to be on birth control, and I feel like it's a very valid um answer like if you are a woman you should probably protect yourself with birth control um if it was up to me and like i wasn't fucking anybody i would obviously not be on birth control ever at all like no birth control would enter my body um i think birth control also in general is very harmful to women's hormones and their reproductive systems and there's not enough research that has gone into the different types of birth control and what kind of effects they have on women and their bodies and that's a little scary but please Step one is protecting yourself from, obviously, children, okay? And birth control is not going to protect you from STDs, so you do need to use a condom and get tested. <sighs> Safe sex. It's a very important thing. So someone asked me, how do I let my partner or friend know that they've crossed a boundary in a kind and calm way? I love this question. I think it's very valid. Um, we talked in uh, one of my episodes about cutting people off and how... I, I believe some people cut people off as a trauma response. Like, I'm going to um, cut ties with you and leave you before you can hurt me again. And that is like, no, no, we don't need to do that. Like, I love this question because it's understanding that people can mess up and that's okay. Um, we just need to be able to communicate with them that, hey, I didn't enjoy this. Can you please not do it again? Um, and that's, a, it's really easy to communicate. Um, well, it's not, uh, communication is hard, but when it comes down to it, it's pretty easy. All you got to do, figure out what boundary that they crossed. Um, don't text it to them. 
don't call. I mean, unless you're, like, long distance. But if you can get with them in person, sit down. Hey, I want to talk to you about something that um, I noticed. Explain to them the situation, how it made you feel, and why you don't want to feel that way again, and what they can do next time. If they want to follow through and continue being in your life, then, like, you guys can work something out and have a mutual conversation. But if it's something that they don't want to work on, don't want to do, maybe it's something you need to reevaluate and either A, lose them, or B, I guess, put your priorities aside. That's up to you. I can't make that decision. But it's really easy if you just figure out what boundary they cost. You sit down. Hey, I didn't like the way this made me feel. Can you do this next time? I love you. Very simple. It's very simple. If uh, you are communicating a boundary very calmly, collectively, you're asking them to maybe change their behavior in a way, and they freak out and they get crazy, that's a whole separate issue, and that is a them issue. Um, But usually if you just approach them nicely, people are very understanding, and they're like, okay, great, I will uh, change my behavior. Very simply. Also, why the fuck... Are women the ones who are required to get birth control? Like, what? Why is it our fault? I know I get pregnant, but the eggs are inside me 24 goddamn 7. It's because the sperm gets inside me that I then get pregnant. So I think it should be a men's job to completely and utterly uh, get birth control. Like, think about it. You get put under for a vasectomy. It leaves a tiny little scar... And it's reversible. It doesn't change anything. Literally, you still operate and function completely normally. Except for you aren't going to get somebody pregnant. And it's reversible. It's reversible. I don't think men can actually get vasectomies until they're like 22, 23. But I think male birth control should absolutely, absolutely be more of an option. Because I do think birth control is in some sort of way harmful to reproductive systems and like no birth control for women is obviously the best choice but that's not gonna happen because i know y'all wanna fuck so like please get on birth control this has been my psa i don't need any smoke sesh babies um although that would be really really fucking cute and if you do have a smoke sesh baby i'm gonna need you to tag me in that picture so i can see it anyways a lot of you have also been asking for what kind of music I listen to. Um, and I actually, with this with this uh, app, the thing I'm using to record a podcast, I can directly add music to my podcast from Spotify. But then they take like three to five days to review and be approved by the artist's company. And if those artists' company listen to what the fuck i'm talking about i don't think they're gonna allow me to use their music so um i'm gonna post my playlist on my instagram today at hannah marlene you can check it out there but also if you go on spotify the same way that you look up smoke sash if you type in smoke sash as one word that is gonna be my spotify account um for all of my music and the new playlist that i have that i've been listening to non-stop is called the new sesh playlist um if you're ever interested in jamming a little bit 
that is what I'm listening to. The new Sash playlist is has all of my music that I'm, like, obsessed with. It's, like, essentially just, like, my top five Spotify artists, which is, like, Kelly Uchis, like, K. Trinata, some Mac Miller, some Kanye West. You know, it's good. I threw some Rihanna in there. You know what? Literally, after you guys listen to this, I'm gonna need you to... I, this is gonna be a life-changing moment for you. I need you guys to go get belligerently high okay and i want you to re-listen to the song don't stop the music by rihanna because at work the other night like mid rush they turned that song on and the way like my spirit left my body the same way it did the first time i ever heard that song in eighth grade it is like the best song to listen to while high so go put that the fuck on or just put on my playlist. It's on there. Uh, the new Sash playlist on Spotify. I really am a Spotify slut. I love Spotify. I used to be an Apple Music hoe. Like I used Apple Music all throughout high school, like four years of playlists. Actually, maybe five. I think I started in middle school. Um, and now I love Spotify. I love it. I'm obsessed. I know I need to get this podcast on Apple Music. I'm so sorry. But for now, I'm I'm sticking with Spotify. Um, Okay, I think this is our last question for the day. Um, We touched on this a little bit in another podcast. But with final season coming up and everybody going home for the holidays and reconnecting with maybe family you don't really want to reconnect with and answering a lot of questions about your academic and personal success... I think we need to talk a little bit about this, and it is, someone asked, tips on getting over the need for parents' approval, and I think that's very valid, very valid question. We touched on it a little bit. I think I just talked about how you need to not reach out for your parents for that approval, but um, I didn't really tell you how to do that. And it's quite honestly, like, you need to disappoint your parents. Like, you have to disappoint your parents. Especially when you're... And I'm not saying I need to make a PSA because I'm sure younger people listen to me. I'm not saying cut ties. I'm not saying burn bridges. I'm not saying go fucking crazy and do bad things. But do things that act in your best interest regardless of what your parents are going to say because your parents are going to have a lot to say constantly you're their child they have a lot of opinions about you and a lot of preconceived notions of who they want you to grow up and be and that's okay everybody sometimes puts ideals and um things onto other people you are not required to be that person though Okay, it's the same way when we get into relationships and you maybe put someone on a pedestal and you realize that is not that person at all. Okay, Uh, that person that I imagined in my head that I thought was amazing, incredible or like was a whole different type of person than they really are. That's okay. Usually in relationships, you can kind of just leave if you don't like that person, but with like family Parents have a hard time coming to terms that you are not that idealized version that they have in their head. And you don't have to like break that harsh reality. All I'm saying is pick yourself, pick what truly makes you happy, act in the best motives for yourself, okay? I went to nursing school because my parents wanted me to go to nursing school. 
I did academic things because my parents wanted me to do it. I did clubs because my parents wanted me to do it. I did volunteer service because my parents wanted me to do it. And it all, I did, it all made me miserable, okay? The goal is to not have you be miserable, have you be able to make choices for yourself that are beneficial for yourself without your parents, okay? You'll get there. It'll be okay. I know the way our parents view us can get really heavy and overwhelming sometimes. It is usually because they genuinely want the best for us, but sometimes you have to break break that harsh reality for them. Um, for me personally, it was straight up sitting my parents down and saying, you are pressuring me way too much to do things that I'm unhappy doing and I'm going to die if I keep doing those things. So I'm going to pick for myself. Now, are all my decisions something that they agree with? Are all my decisions something that uh, they possibly would have thought for me? No, but they're my decisions to make and they can quite honestly cry about it if you know what I mean. Like it's my life I'm living and I cannot live it for them. For them. And you cannot live your life for them. You need to live your life for yourself. And then those accomplishments that come and those things that come will feel 10 times better and you'll feel 10 times happier sharing them with your family. I got a 4.0 at college and I came home for the holidays and I felt horrible, awful. I was exhausted. That 4.0 was not worth it. Okay? And my parents were so excited, so happy for me. So, so, oh, Hannah, you're so incredible, all this stuff. I felt drained. I felt sad. I felt unhappy with where I was. Did I receive this accomplishment? Yes. Was I happy with it? No. It was because I was doing it for my parents. Do it for yourself. The things you do for yourself, the more choices you make for yourself, the more they'll get used to it, the more they'll accept you as who you really are. Okay? You got to disappoint your parents. You got to show them that you're your own human being. If we're being honest, and I feel like holiday season is a great time to do that. I think that's it for our Tuesday podcast, you guys. It was so fun while it lasted. Good news, though. There is going to be a whole another hour-long episode available Thursday in two days. Mark your calendars. Even though it's every week, there'll be another podcast with so many more incredible, wonderful questions. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm excited. In my head, I'm sorry. I'm just kind of like planning what I need to do for the rest of the day. I feel like today's a very good like, you know, rest, relax, recuperate kind of day. Uh, Is that a word? Recuperate? Anyways, probably going to do some cleaning, go for a little walk, smoke a little J, look for some stray cats if I can find any. Um, Light a candle, do some journaling, read a book, you know, all those like little self-care things that make me feel better and feel more whole after a long ass work week not even work week I work for like three days (laughs) anyways I hope you all have a wonderful Tuesday I will see you guys in two days and Thursday Thursday's podcast I'll see you then um I'm probably gonna post another questionnaire on my Instagram just to get some fresh questions in there so follow me there at Hannah Marlene and I will see you Thursday